from MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sharita Brent here with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. We're talking about tech you can wear today. What's the benefit of wearing a smartwatch or a Bluetooth headset? How can wearable tech assist you while working out? Give us a call this morning. Let us know what kinds of tech do you wear. What apps do you use to help you stay in shape? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. Today we're going to talk about tech that you can wear. What's the benefit of wearing a smartwatch or a Bluetooth headset? How can wearable tech assist you while working out? You can give us a call. 877-MPB-RING is the number. Let us know what kinds of tech do you wear? What kinds of apps do you use to help you stay in shape? Call us at 877-672-7464 or email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Ashley, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing well. So yesterday I went to work out for the first time in, I think, over a year. Wow. really shocking to people (laughs) because I'm I'm so skinny, so everybody just imagines that I work out, but I don't. When I got out of the Army, I kind of got rebellious, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to be doing any push-ups, any sit-ups, any running or anything. But yesterday, I went to the park, and I ran, and I walked, and I was very tired. And it was very interesting to see all the different kinds of technology people had on while running and walking. Uh, Some folks, like me, had headphones on that were just swinging everywhere. The the cord from the headphones was just swinging (laughs) everywhere from my earbuds. And I thought, I don't want this to be continuous because it was in my way. I had my keys in one hand. I had my phone in the other hand. And my earbuds kept coming out while I was running. So I ended up not even getting to listen to any music. I just had to take these things out and run. Uh, So we're going to talk about how you can help me with that. And maybe other people have suggestions as well. Uh, If you work out on a regular basis, what are some things that you do with your tech? Do you just leave your phone in the car? Do you wear earbuds? Do you have the kind of headphones that fit over your head? Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. 877-MPB-RING is the number. So we'll talk about those things today, Ashley Wearable Tech. But first, do you have any tech news? Yeah, I've got one little thing I want to warn people about. Um, it's election season and um, malware providers are making good use of that to try to draw people in and get them to click on things that they don't need to click on. Um, there was recently, excuse me, there was a alert put out by Symantec, one of the big uh, antivirus companies, warning that cyber criminals are using clickbait, promising a video showing a Democratic Party presidential nominee Hillary Clinton exchanging money with the leader of ISIS. Oh, my goodness. That video is not real. Wow. 
It is not a real video. And if you click on the link that's in it, there's an, it, it comes out as an email. If you click on the attachment in the email, mm-hmm. you will end up just sending more spam email and getting some malware installed on your computer. So not cool. No. So <laughs> not um, cool. Yeah. And it, it promises people to watch this video and you'll see something very unexpected. I'm like, yeah, you're going to see something really unexpected. It's spyware mm-hmm. and malware. Your computer's going to be infected. Right. So if you hear, if you see anything like that, that sounds maybe a little too good to be true or whatever it is you want to wish it to be something that sounds completely insane um don't click on it do a just do a quick internet search i promise you if that's a real video it's going to have been picked up by major news organizations Mm -hmm. and they'll have it for you and you can watch it there and uh you know there's been a lot of talk in the news about hillary clinton and the emails and right when the democratic national convention started they were talking about her emails possibly getting hacked by russians or whoever did it um, is it like, does that mean that our security is just bad on this end? The the fact that these emails can get hacked so easily, <sighs> you know, security. And this is a part of the thing with email security and any kind of security at all is that it's very much a cat and mouse game hmm. that you get two steps ahead of the hackers and the hackers get two steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant back and forth. And it's really hard to prevent that kind of stuff from happening because with enough dedication, it's it's possible that anyone could hack anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And chances are, depending on how they got, and, and I haven't looked enough into what the tech experts are saying on how these emails were obtained, there are so many really easy ways to get access to people's email that don't even involve a hacking skill. You can just use mm. phishing and get their username and password, and then you're, you're good. Well, that's concerning. <laughs> so, no, security is hard. Mm-hmm. And it's constant upkeep and constant maintenance. And if a vulnerability is discovered by someone who is not um, like a white hat hacker, which those are the folks that are kind of like on your side, they purposefully try to hack into things to see if they can find vulnerabilities and weaknesses. If something is discovered by somebody like that and not, and a, not a security expert, they're probably not going to use it for good. So... And they're going to find these loopholes because there's so many people out there constantly trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely, um, it, I wouldn't say that our security is bad. And it's it's just the truth that it is of, of anywhere that there's always going to be people trying to break the security. So it's a constant game of trying to keep up with what's happening. Well, another story I saw said that the State Department is going to release all of Clinton's deleted emails. And so that raised a question in my head. Um, well, I'm sure they have some kind of advanced technology where they can recover these type things. Uh, but typically when you delete an email, is it deleted for good or does no. it just go into some kind of archive? So it depends on your email service on the way it's handled. But you have a couple of options. Sometimes when you delete things, they go into the trash bin and they'll stay there for 30 days or so until they're deleted by the email server. A lot, especially when you're looking at government requirements, there is a requirement that maintains that you have to keep emails for a certain period of time before they can be completely deleted. So that even if you delete it off of your mailbox, it might still be on the server somewhere Mm -hmm. in an archive for years before it's actually deleted. And that's part of what they can end up recovering for most people. It's also possible even if you completely delete it off the server and everything that that information can still be recovered because the way hard drives work and the way information is written to hard drives, often when you delete something, you're not actually getting rid of it off the computer. Mm-hmm. You are just le- telling the computer to forget that it's there. Eventually, the computer will overwrite 
where that information used to be. So eventually it will be irrecoverable. But there's always a long period of time there where it's just sitting there on the hard drive still. It's it's still there. It could be recovered. Well, it took me a while to figure out that I had to empty my recycle bin. I would, yeah. I would delete things and go to a recycle bin and I go to a recycle bin and everything's there. And you have the option to delete or recover some of those things, restore some of those things rather. Yeah. So that's a very interesting process, this idea of deleting things and they yeah. disappear, but they don't, you know. They don't actually disappear. Go you have away. to. You have to go through some pretty major steps to actually completely delete things from your computer. So they hide. (laughs) They do. They hide. Uh So, you know, be careful. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments about that, uh, emails and deleting things, 877-MPB-RING is the number. We're also talking about wearable tech this morning. We'd love to hear from you. What kinds of tech do you wear? Smart watches, a Bluetooth headset, any kind of jewelry or clothing that's, uh, that has tech connected to it. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. We do have some lines open. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Jim is in Madison with a comment. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. What do you have for us? Good morning. Um, I sympathize with you, Sharita, about not being able to keep your earbuds in. The Apple earbuds that come with my iPhones absolutely will not stay in my ears, even if I'm not running. But um, (laughs) I discovered a couple of years ago, Klipsch makes great earbuds that come in the package with three different sized interchangeable tips for the earbuds. Mm -hmm. It's easy to find one that fits in your ear correctly and they're really soft rubber tips very comfortable and they never come out unless you pull them out what was the name of that brand again clips c-l-i-p-s-c-h i think you know he's right when you get a new pair of earbuds they come with these different size um rubber thingies that you can put in your ear and i have lost all the rest of them once i picked the size that i thought would fit i said oh, i don't have a need for the rest of these so i i have lost them so i may have to <laughs> To get some more, Jim. But I did see one woman, she had the headphones that you wear over your head. So Yeah. That, yeah, but a, those, aren't too, those aren't great when it's 105 degrees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> it gets hot real fast. Yeah, you get sweaty and all that. Okay, good suggestion, Jim. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Ashley, do you see them? Yeah, um, and it's Clips spelled K-L-I-P-S-C. Okay. H. What? Yeah. <laughs> Let me write right. that down. Yeah, it's, it's, right. a, it's a funny word. K L. I P S C H. Oh, okay. Right. And it's an yeah, audio technology making, company. They've been making audio speakers for years and years and years. Um, top of the line stuff. And their earbuds are really good. Sounds good. Uh, so, Jim, when you walk and, and work out and things like that, are you also listening to something on an iPod? or? Um, do Actually, you... I'm, I'm almost always listening to MPD. Oh, thank you, Jim. We Seriously, appreciate that. I'm... I love the local programming. You guys do probably the best job of anybody in the country with Ooh. local programming from 9 to noon every weekday, not to mention the music stuff on weekends. Absolutely. That's a My confidence heart. booster. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Jim. We we really do work hard here. We appreciate that. And uh, Thank you. And, and Ashley, for, for those who are not familiar with what Jim is talking about, being able to listen to us while you're mobile, how is it possible? So there's two things you can do. The first is the app. We have the MPB Public Media app where you can listen to live streams of our radio programs, both radio, both think and music radio. It also supports uh, television shows and things like that, so you can watch whatever episodes you might need to catch up on. You can read the latest news. Then we are also we have podcasts for all of our local shows. 
And you can subscribe to those just by opening up your favorite podcast subscription tool and searching for the podcast. So they're slowly being distributed out through all of the major kind of search engines. So you can find them in just about every podcast player now. Mm -hmm. But if you can't find it in yours, you can just go to mpbonline.org. And there is information on our podcasts right there. Of course, people are highly encouraged to listen to the Everyday Tech Podcast. <laughs> we are uh, in the lead. In the lead. I no, think. not quite. We're are close. We? We're okay. close. So we just need a few more people, you know, like pitch in and help out a little bit. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Um, you get the latest episodes every week. And the great thing about podcasts is once you get them on your your um, device, you can download them and listen to them anywhere. It is not reliant on an internet connection, mm. which is the best thing, especially if you're driving because you don't have to worry about your data connection dropping in and out. Right. And you don't have to worry about using up all your data. You can download a whole bunch of episodes when you're connected to Wi-Fi and listen to it wherever you are. Right. Okay. All right. You heard it, folks. Subscribe to our podcast. We're going to Zane in Vicksburg. Good morning, Zane. What do you have for us? I, uh, I got a question. Uh, I, <laughs> I downloaded an app. For, it was supposed to be a movie app, so you could watch movies offline. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a malicious app because I cannot uninstall it. Uh oh. What What can I do to uninstall it without having to reset my whole phone? What kind of phone do you have? It's a Samsung. Uh, it's a Galaxy S six active. Uh, let's see. I mean, have you gone through the settings and apps yes. and turned it off I, and tried I, to do it that I, way? I, I, I went through everything. There's no uninstall button. Uh, you you uh, you can hold the button. Uh, you can hold the app, and it, you know where else it'll yeah. pop up. Uh, uninstall. It won't. It just says cancel. Mm. Oh and no. You, uh, it's, yeah, it will not go off my phone. I have not figured out how to yet. Um, <laughs> so you've done it with just holding down and tapping on it. Have you actually gone through your settings and into the apps listing? Yeah. The, and it's not the there. App, the app manager. Yeah. Yeah, I went through the app manager and it's still, it shows up, but when you click on it, it doesn't give the option to uninstall. Yeah. Dang. So, and you can push on it and it doesn't, it does, the app doesn't even work. It just says, not working. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that you can try to do is um, root your phone. Uh-huh. And that'll give you access to a whole bunch of stuff, and including the ability to like manually remove apps from your phone. Okay. And you wouldn't necessarily have to... um restart your phone and re like reload to factory settings if you do that yeah okay because i started looking at the app and it says that it can delete phone numbers and all kinds of stuff <laughs> off your phone oh no it, yeah yeah. It, yeah that so. does not sound good at all that definitely sounds pretty malicious yeah it does um so try to do it the root way yeah try rooting it and then you can actually manually delete it off your phone using a computer Okay, and if that don't work, I'll have to hard reset it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. All right, thank you. All right, All right thank Zane. You. Thank you so much for your call. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Scott and Alan waiting on the lines, and we have a couple of lines open if you want to join the conversation. We're about to get into the discussion on wearable tech. Listeners, give us a call. Let us know what kinds of tech do you wear. Maybe when you work out, when you're walking and running, what do you have on? A smartwatch or a headphones or earbuds? Let us know. What kind of apps do you use to help you stay in shape? 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. Today we're talking about tech you can wear. What is the benefit of wearing a smartwatch or a Bluetooth headset? How can wearable tech assist you while working out? You can give us a call. Let us know what kinds of tech do you wear. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Scott is in Alabama with a question. Good morning, Scott. What do you have for us? Um, I wear Vivo Fit. It's a Garmin product right now. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of hiking, and I'm thinking about upgrading to um, a Sunto product or another Garmin product that has the GLONASS where I can do my navigation while I'm hiking. The question, uh, you know, I know there, I would be charging with a solar panel and and that sort of thing. So I'm interested in in battery life and and you know just general robustness. But my question is, do, does Sunto or Garmin do they do any of those have any better reputations as far as the the smartwatches, the navigation smartwatches yeah. go? Well, I think generally speaking, Garmin does have the the highest rated overall for their smartwatches as far as things that have GPS technology. Um, I know TomTom has some that are fairly highly rated as well that are specific mm-hmm. for GPS. And I believe the Fitbit, um, um, I think Fitbit just recently released one that's very good and is, that has GPS tracking and everything like that on it. Um, and that's probably going to be where we get some of that really good battery life. Um, uh-huh. But they are all supposed to get pretty good. I know that there is a brand of Garmin, I can't remember which one it is, that uses a kind of like a standard screen that you'd see mm-hmm. on any kind of sports watch. And it's supposed to last something like 14 days before the battery okay. runs out. Um, but if you like hiking and batteries a concern, they do make backpacks that have solar panels and chargers built into them. Cool. So that might be something to look into getting. All right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, thank you so much for your call. We are going next to Alan, who's in Brandon. Good morning. Alan, what do you have for us? Hey, Sarita and Ashley, how y'all doing? Hey, Good. doing well. I just want to comment on the uh, the Apple earbuds uh, or the ear pods, as Apple calls them. Yeah. I know Jim called in and, and made a comment about how they didn't fit in this ear very well. I know ear pods or earbuds are, are very subjective, and you know everybody has to try what works for them. I love the Apple earpods because they work great for me. And I just wanted to say, you can't ignore the right and left designation with the Apple earpods. If you try to put the if you put the one that's labeled R in your left ear, it's not going to fit right because it's designed to fit in your right ear. So make sure that the end where the wire is and has the microphone dangling on it is in your right ear because uh, if you mix it around. It's not going to fit right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah you're right about that. Your, it's designed to go in your right ear. I, I know I've, I've tried constant kinds of earbuds, and usually that's not the case. They're supposed to be interchangeable, but it, that's not the case with the Apple uh, earbuds. So uh, I just want to stress people, if it says R on it, put it in your right ear. Otherwise, it's not going to fit. 
Yeah, yeah. I agree. I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it, I mean, it's, it, and I think it's, I mean, I mean, you could spend whatever you want to on on earpods. Uh, you could break the bank with it. Uh, so uh, the Apple product is. I mean, it's, I think they're like twenty nine bucks at retail, maybe. And I, yeah, I, they're not very expensive they, at all. They're they're the ones that I use consistently, and I like. Of course, I'm using them with an iPhone, and they just seem to work good with it. So. That's that's my two cents. All, All right. right, thanks, Alan. And I typically buy earbuds within that range too, like nineteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, anything cheaper, uh, you are going to suffer. I got some from like a pharmacy store that I uh-huh. won't name, and I was in a hurry, and so oh, just let me get that. They were completely uncomfortable, and the volume was so low, it was ridiculous. I bought a pair once, and I've never been able to find them since. That was like. They were maybe fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. and they were so comfortable, and they sounded so. I don't know how I lucked out on that because no, <laughs> truly, usually you have to spend at least thirty dollars mm-hmm. to get a pair that's going to be good, and anything less than that is going to fall apart and not do right. But see, I can't use the earpods because they don't fit in my ears correctly. I have some weird shape to my ear, mm-hmm. so that it, if I leave them in there for like 30 minutes or more, they, my ears start to hurt. Yeah, same here. It's just not, not comfortable. So Yeah, I think all the years of me playing drum set and not wearing protective ear covering, yeah, just is causing some ma- major problems. Uh, quick <laughs> email here from Susan. I've had my HTC 10 phone since they were first released in May. In the past couple months, I've not been receiving all the texts a friend sends me from her relatively new iPhone 5. The texts that go missing are longer ones, uh, like over 160 characters. Sometimes she can resend and I'll receive it. Other times she has to split them up into two shorter texts. I have not received a few few other longer texts from other friends with iPhones. I've never had an iPhone. Uh, so she's wondering if this could be a setting on her Android phone that's causing this problem for her not to re- receive texts. Um, usually when you're having a problem like that, it's usually an issue from the carrier's perspective. Hmm. So the first thing I would do is give your carrier a call, whoever you're, you get your service through, give them a call okay. and see if you can get it working. Because there there are different things like that that can cause those weird problems, and it's usually a setting on their end that they can fix. Okay. Well, I need to look into that, too, because I get a yeah. lot of broken text messages as well, and yeah, it's and, annoying. <laughs> and, and that's the caveat to that is that sometimes it could also be your phone not wanting to receive the particular type of text message. Well, maybe it means you don't need to be talking to that person. Or that, <laughs> or you might need to get uh, a try a new phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I have missed text completely before, and that sounds like the oldest excuse in the book when somebody's like, "Oh, you didn't get my text," and I'm like, "No, I didn't. I, I literally did not." I, I, you know, oh yes, you did. So that's kind of hard to get out of. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry is in Mobile with a comment. Good morning, Larry. What do you have for us? Hey, Sharita, uh, first time caller, long time listener. I just wanted to let you know that they make Bluetooth earbuds uh, so there's no wires that get in your way and and there's a company called Brainwaves with a VZ at the end Delta that sells an earbud Bluetooth earbud for about 30 bucks. Uh, The fit is great. The sound is great and like I said, there's no wires to get in your way. I, I do some work for my wife. I clean horse stalls a lot, and I listen tend to listen to my phone 
while I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. And the cord always gets in my way. So the Bluetooth has solved all of that problem, and they're inexpensive, and the sound quality is great. That's an excellent suggestion. Yeah. What was the name of that brand again? It's called Brainwaves, B-R-A-I-N-W-A-V-Z, Delta. All right. Sounds right. good. Sounds like something I could look into. Thank yeah. you so much, Larry. This is a good suggestion. Yeah, you're I appreciate very it. Welcome. Thank All right. You so much. Thanks for listening, and don't let this be the last time you call. <laughs> um, so, Ashley, what are your thoughts on what I can do with my phone? Because my workout pants, they don't have pockets. I tried to put it in my shirt, mm-hmm. and it just fell out. So, uh, any <laughs> thoughts on what to do with the phone? Um, you can buy little like. And this one's going to be, you want to be real fashionable, get an old-fashioned fanny pack. Oh, no. No, no, that's not. Next option. Okay. So they make all kinds of little, um, like, R-bands that you can put your phone in, and it just kind of, you wrap it around your upper arm, usually, okay. and it just holds your phone right there. It's a good place for it when you're working out, because it's um not going to get, like, in somewhere sweaty mm-hmm. and get kind of gross, which is not cool. Nobody wants that. Right. So... <laughs> See, because I have this problem because when I was in the military, we couldn't use phones. We couldn't listen to music or anything. So this has never been a problem for me since the age of 18, you know, having a phone and having to hold it because it's just not something that I I was used to. All right. uh, We're going to go to David, who's in Jackson with a question. Good morning, David. Hey, I've got what should be a real simple question, but it's funny how my cell phone providers can't ever tell me a good answer. They came out, they had 2G. That's 2G phones back way back when. Then they went to 3G, and now I see all these advertisements for 4G. What is the distinction, and what exactly is this G business about? What are they talking about? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, so the the G stands for generation, and what they're te- what those things are is they stand for the different generations of wireless technology. Get out of here. I never knew that. So as you go higher, I thought the G stood for good signal. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, it stands for generation. So, and it has to do with as the technology gets better, you go up in the actual G's that are provided. So companies that are able to provide different level of G's, that means that they've upgraded their technology to support newer generations of wireless technologies. That's what the difference is. Okay, because I have a two a two G phone. And it's a 2004 year model, and I love it, and I've replaced it a number of times. And I worry that they're going to cancel out 2G service at some point, and I'm going to have to pick up a new phone and learn how to operate it. And I really don't want to do that. So <laughs> I have an old voice phone by Nokia. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I'm tickled to death with it. You you can beat it up. It lasts as long as you'll stick it in the washing machine with hot water detergent and bleach, it pretty much holds up to anything. I know. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's always got a good signal until it gets like the last one I just replaced was five and a half years old before the signal started giving me trouble. Yeah. So, and uh, every time I get one, they say, well, this is the last one you're going to be able to get. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. I wish you'd go get me another one now. <laughs> Back up. All right. Thank you very much. Not- yeah. All right. Thank you so much, David. So to answer that, that kind of other question that came up is, is he going to keep being able to use 2G? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as simple as knowing whether or not they're going to switch off and turn off these legacy systems. 
um, because then you start getting into more about wireless technology and about spectrum and the availability of wireless technology and what the what we have available to us to use. You get into some really complicated stuff. So um, generally, the, and the thing with 2G is that there's a lot of legacy services that rely exclusively on 2G. And these are things that you can't like these. This is not just like consumer electronics and consume your cellular cellular type stuff. This is like big infrastructure deals that rely exclusively on 2G. So it's unlikely that support for that is going to be ending anytime soon. So that should be good to know. All right. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get to David, who's on the road, and we have an email to get to. We have a few lines open if you want to join the conversation. This morning, we're talking about tech you can wear. What's the benefit of wearing a smartwatch or a Bluetooth headset? We just learned a little bit about that. We'll continue talking about how wearable tech can assist you while working out. Give us a call this morning at 877-MPB-RING if you have any comments or questions about wearable tech. Any apps that you use to help you stay in shape, 877-672-7400. 464 is the number or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. Today we're talking about tech you can wear, smartwatches, Bluetooth headsets. You can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING, to let us know what you're wearing, any earbud suggestions, things that you use while you're working out or while you're mobile. 877-672-7464 is the number. We do have some lines open. You can also email everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Org. Uh, quick email to get to. Hello, have any of you successfully installed the anniversary update for Windows 10? If so, how could I install it onto my desktop without having its installation stall at 91% for several hours? Thank you for reading this message and may the rest of your day be great. Oh, that's such a nice sentiment <laughs> at the end. I like that. Um, so if it's pausing at the update, it shouldn't be doing that. Um, And there's a couple of different things you can try to do to get around that. First is I would go and make sure that it's not already listed in your Windows updates. If it is, remove it because that may be causing part of the problem. Then I would download it separately. I would try to go download it um, like to physically go and download the actual update and then run it instead of just letting Windows update do the update. Um, I would also make sure that you don't have any other updates that need doing. So I would do every other update that might be available for your computer without, and don't include that anniversary update. So you do all of that first and then try to do that big update. Okay. All right. 
as I finish this almond, we're going to go to <laughs> Derek, who's traveling and has a question. Good morning, Derek. Hey, good morning, ladies. How are you doing? Doing well. Oh, I just wanted to uh, give you guys a heads up. Actually, they know what I'm talking about. Um, I know it hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, it's just rumors. Um, as far as with the Apple iPhone, I've been hearing that the uh, iPhone 7, when that uh, comes out, that they're going to do away with the headphone tag. So if that is, uh, I guess, going to happen, then it looks like uh, Bluetooth wireless uh, headsets may be the, the way to go. So just kind of wanted to throw that out there. If anyone's planning on buying, buying uh, you know, uh, headphones that you know, have a wire, if they plan on updating, upgrading to a new iPhone, they won't hold off a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, that is definitely the big rumor. Um, Everything that, everything seems to be indicating that that is where Apple's going to go with their latest phone, that it will not have a headphone jack. Um, Instead of going full Bluetooth with their their AirPods, though, they're probably going to be um, lightning compatible. So that instead of using the the headphone jack, they'd plug into the charger port on the phone. Yeah. And so Apple's expected to release... um, an adapter so you can still plug in your old headphones in through the lightning port and use them that way. Um, The reason for this is really interesting. You know why your phone is as thick as it is? Uh, Headphone jack. uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's the headphone jack. That's the biggest part and it is the major deciding factor on how big or little or thin that phone can be. So by doing away with it, it allows Apple to get even smaller and thinner with their phones which is part of the reason why everyone's like, yeah, I think that's probably what they're going to end up doing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know that they're going to make some type of adapter and and, uh, like a board or cable with that. That's good to know. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. More stuff for you to keep up with. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's how Apple does everything. They love to come up with their own proprietary ports and then just here, here's some adapters for you. So you have like a whole little toolkit in your bag. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank y'all so much. Okay, Derek, thank you so much for your call. Yeah. And it's worth noting, these are all rumors. Apple has said nothing officially yet, but this is kind of what everyone, all the rumors that have been leaking and things people have seen, it seems to be where they're going. So you think they'll probably change the tide, then everybody else is going to start I taking mean, away their headphone jacks? No, I mean, I think that that's definitely where things are going to be moving. More and more people rely on Bluetooth anyway that it's really not going to be a huge deal. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going next to Leslie, who's in Columbus. Good morning, Leslie. What do you have for us? Hi. Uh, so I actually um, rely on YouTube a lot for reviews uh, when I'm considering I'm buying new products. Mm-hmm. And I found a great YouTube channel from uh, somebody that all he does is reviews on uh, techware for working out. Cool. He like dedicated his whole YouTube channel to it. I, I don't know the the man's name, but the name of the channel is Riz Knows, R I Z, and then the word knows all run together. And uh, I ended up with a, a polar w- w- regular stopwatch with a heart rate monitor mm-hmm. and a um, Jawbone Up Move as my fitness tracker. Yeah. I decided to have separate. Um, pieces um because i didn't like the watches that had the heart rate monitor in them because they're not as accurate yeah based on his reviews and so yeah i just wanted to share that youtube channel because it has been a great resource for me in deciding um what to purchase because a lot of these purchases are such big dollar purchases oh yeah you really want to be sure that you, you're getting what you want for sure all right yeah, that's, that's really good awesome idea. Yeah, big... I, I like that you can see the person actually using the product um kind of 
and during an actual workout as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm a big fan of people going and doing and watching reviews before you buy anything. Read reviews, watch them, anything you can do to to educate yourself further and make sure that if you when you make these big purchases that you don't end up regretting it later. Exactly. Yes. All right, <laughs> Leslie, thank you for your call. We really appreciate it. I'll be sure to check that the YouTube channel out a little later. Thank you for that call. Um, Ashley, so just in general, what what do you think is the benefit of, of wearable tech? You have a Pebble. I do. Um, so what does your Pebble do uh, additionally in addition to what your phone does? So it does let me get all of my phone notifications on my wrist. So if I, for whatever reason, have my phone is like sitting in my purse or something. And like this is, I like it a lot when I'm like at dinner with people mm-hmm. because my watch will vibrate if I get a text message and I can just look at it real quick and decide if it's important or not. So I don't actually have to dig my phone out. So it helps satisfy that urge to know what's happening, but to not actually be connected and distracting myself from spending time with the people around me. Now, how far away can you be? From um, the phone? It is a Bluetooth connection. So I can, I can walk out of my office and down the hallway a little bit before it disconnects. It's pretty oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I don't have to have my phone like immediately next to me. If I walk like into the office next to mine, it still works just fine. Yeah, now that is a little less rude just looking at a watch. It is. As opposed to pulling out the phone and, you know, sticking it in your face right. and well, checking notifications. Right, because you have to also take the time to dig the phone out. And I like to not have my phone with me when I'm eating. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't like, I'm super clumsy and I am the person that will spill everything all over all of her stuff. <laughs> so the less opportunity I give myself for that, the better. Now, with something like a smart watch, can you answer a call through the watch? Yes. Oh. And that's going to be, it is a little bit dependent on what kind of watch you have. So I have an old school Pebble Classic and I can answer my phone, but it doesn't have a speaker on it. So I can't like talk into my wrist Mm -hmm. like James Bond style. Um, But I can answer a call or more importantly, decline a call. Okay. Which is, no, that's the most use because usually if I'm just looking at my watch instead of my phone, it's because I don't have my phone right there. And if it's not someone important, I can just go, I'm not answering my phone right now. So I don't, again, if I'm at dinner, I can just hang it up real quick. And, and you, that's you can't video call on a smartwatch, can you? Some smartwatches you can. Wow. I bet yeah. you that's expensive. Oh, well, they're not, they're not any more expensive than any of the other top of the line ones, but oh, okay. you totally can. Oh, okay. My mind always goes to cost. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question, the affordability of wearable tech. When I think wearable tech, I automatically think super duper sophisticated high tech and I can't afford it. And so um, what do you think? Is it is it really expensive or, you know, it's much cheaper than a phone. Oh, so um, like like you were saying, I have a Pebble smartwatch and these retail for about one hundred fifty. If you just get one of the classic ones, they are have better versions that go up to two fifty if that's what you want. You can buy really, like, if you look for something like an Apple Watch or a Samsung Gear, you're going to look at spending three, $400 mm-hmm. on something like that. But you can also go the route of a Fitbit, which is going to cost you about 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So there's a really nice range there on what these devices cost. It, it is going to change what you'll get out of them. But so long as you know what you're looking for, you can really find one that kind of fits your special niche of what it is that you're trying to get out of your wearable and not have to spend a whole ton of money. All right. Uh, before we go to the break, we're going to go to Frank, who's in Baldwin County. Good morning. Frank, what do you have for us? Uh, I have a problem with my word processing. I do mainly word processing. Um, and I have not taken the Microsoft update. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, um, 
when the cursor keeps jumping back and forth and the, the letters stop coming, um, would that be a problem of the Microsoft update that I have not taken? That would be really unlikely. Um, it sounds to me like, do you have a laptop? No. I have a regular console. Okay. I'm wondering, if that sounds to me like something with your keyboard and mouse, causing it to jump around the screen like that and for things to not work. Do you happen to have a spare mouse and keyboard that you can try with it? Because that would be the first thing I would try. Well, uh, I don't have it hooked up to my printer. Um, I do have an extra uh, laptop computer. Well, all you need to do is for that for your console is to just switch out what mouse and keyboard you have plugged into it and see if it works with a different mouse and a different keyboard. Because that's what that sounds like to me when you have problems with like the cursor jumping all over the place and you've got um, letters that aren't really appearing from the keyboard. If you just switch those out, well, that and that'll eliminate real quick if that's what the problem is. Let's assume that you're right. What would I do about that uh, on my regular computer? Well, that's it. You just replace the mouse and keyboard, and that should fix it. <laughs> uh, okay, just pl- replace uh, the whole computer? No, no, just the mouse and the keyboard. Just the mouse and the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll try that. Um, I, I use mainly word processing and yeah. no one else does that much. So it's hard to get questions answered. Yeah. Like I said, to me, that sounds like a problem with your mouse and your keyboard, which is a really okay. cheap I'll thing to that. fix. Okay. Frank, thank you so much. And if you have any other trouble, you can give us a call back. And good luck to you. We're going to take our final break. When we get back, we have Rosina on the line. And we have a few lines open if you want to join the conversation. We've been talking about wearable tech today, like Bluetooth headsets, earbuds. If you have any suggestions, you want to let us know what you wear. Do you wear smartwatches? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. And if you have any general tech questions, you can give us a call in this last segment here, 877-672-7444. We do have some lines open or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Ash Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. Today we've been talking about wearable tech, the benefits and the different kinds of tech you can wear. Uh, before we get back to the phones, Ashley, I have a question. Do you have to have your 
uh, smart watch or something like that synced with a computer? Do you have to have a data plan with these things or, or does the device work autonomously? Some do, some don't. And most of the time they'll require you to have a smartphone and that's what they connect to. Um, there are some that can do, especially some of the very simple fitness tracker ones, they will just be happy to just sit and track. But if you have a phone, you can actually keep records of all the different things that it's tracking. So you could have like some longitudinal information about how much you've been running and things like that. Um, but there are some that work just fine without having to have a smartphone, but most of them do require it or if not require it, definitely recommend it. All right. We are going back to the phones. Rosina is in Braxton with the comment. Good morning, Rosina. Hey, uh, the guy that called about the Bluetooth, I mean, about the keyboard and cursor problems, if mm-hmm. he has Bluetooth ca- uh, connection, it might, and somebody else has Bluetooth connection, too, they might be crossing. They that's true. They have to at work. And it was the weirdest thing. But anyway, throwing that out. Yeah, no, that's Thanks. a really good suggestion. Bye. Thank okay. you, Rosina. All right, Rosina. <laughs> and I uh, just got this in from... One of my producers, I guess it's a a do-it-yourself, a dead simple workout armband, and it's an old tube sock, as you can (laughs) see. This is an old tube sock sock as a workout armband. So they have the directions here. You know, they say it's a cheaper option than buying one of those uh, more expensive armbands for when you work out. So that's not a bad idea. I I just don't know if I have any tube socks. My only concern is that that might get really warm. Yes, and the 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 sweat could probably yeah. build. Because a lot of the ones that are made specifically for being worn on your armband, they have like a barrier to prevent sweat from getting through, mm-hmm. and they breathe a bit better than maybe a tube sock does. But no, that I mean that's you can try that. See if it works. Okay. That's a Pinterest suggestion. Still a little time for you to give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any general tech questions or questions about wearable tech. Um, Ashley, to what extent uh, is this wearable tech going? I mean, do you have jewelry, like necklaces and things like that that that, uh, have some kind of technology in it? Yes, there are rings you can buy. That I mean, and I'm really tempted to get one of these, if not because I think of it as actually useful, but just because I want to say I have one. Um, They're rings that have like a little LED light in them, Mm -hmm. and they connect Bluetooth to your phone to give you notifications by blinking different colors. Oh, my. They make bracelets like that. They make necklaces like that. The necklaces aren't really as useful because you don't really stare down at your necklace to know if you get a notification. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be a little weird. But um, you can definitely get rings and... um, bracelets that do that that are very fashionable but um also notify you so um you can also look at things like google glass that that does exist and that's a wearable tech that's a little bit more uh getting into the futuristic kind of stuff where we are are those things for sale already like the the google glasses um i you know i don't know if they are still for sale but you can you could buy them for a while and there are things that are like a google glass that you can get let's see um, yeah, you can still you can still buy some. You sure can on eBay. <laughs> okay. But Dell makes some. Um, there's other places that, that make these, and you can buy them. They are really expensive, but um, you can definitely buy them. All right. So what about folks who want to calculate their walking or running distance? Um, uh, are, are there some apps? You know, you, you mentioned fitness trackers. What are some common ones for folks who are just trying to keep up with their <clears throat> daily walking activities? Yeah, probably the most popular is one called RunKeeper. 
and it uses the GPS technology on your phone to actually track where you have run. And it'll give you a time because you'll tell it, I'm starting now. And when you get to the end, you tell it to stop. So it'll tell you how far you ran and how fast you ran, okay. which is really useful. And it's very simple, very basic, free to use. If you do have a fitness tracker, you can usually connect that to it. So then it'll keep track of any other information, like how many steps you, exactly how many steps you took or what your heart rate looked like while you were doing it. So that can be really helpful, too. All right. Uh, we're waiting for one call to get ready. But in the meantime, I'll ask you this. How often do you have to charge or recharge wearable devices? Do, do they keep a charge longer than a cell phone? Generally speaking, yes. Most of them you don't have to charge maybe um, once every couple of days. Unless you have something like an iPhone or an, an Apple Watch or one of like a Samsung Gear with the really fancy screens on them. Those you usually do have to charge every day. Okay. But I know like my Pebble, I charge it like once or twice a week. Okay. Um, recovery for if you lose one of these devices, because they are small, you think about watches. That's one of the reasons I don't wear a lot of jewelry because I'm just not good at keeping up with things. Uh, so how would you recover these things? And well, I'll ask a follow up question after that. Well, I mean, it's kind of in the same boat as if you've lost it, you may have just lost it. Mm -hmm. Um, some of them do you, if you're within a certain range and you can still connect to the Bluetooth, you can make them vibrate or make some kind of noise so you can try to locate them that way. But um, once it gets out of range, there might not be anything you can do to find it. So my follow-up question to that is, do these devices store your personal data? So if you would lose something like this, would folks have access to your personal stuff? Some of it, yes. Most mm. of it, and a lot of them, are very dependent on being connected to your phone. And that's actually where all the information is stored. So it's not actually stored on the watch itself. It just accesses that information from your phone. So you have that that might help you, but it is one of those things that there might still be some personal information on that device if it accidentally gets lost. All right. So before we get to the tech joke, I want you to remind people about how to get our podcast so they can subscribe and so we can be in the lead. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to get on our podcast, oh, oh, uh -oh. if okay, you want to be on our podcast, all you have to do is, I think... I think that was the producer message. Jonas with me. is trying to sabotage. Us. Oh my gosh! I oh, really? realize, I'm not even gonna lie. I was. I definitely was. Oh my we gosh! We need a new uh, board this? operator. Yeah. Do you see? All right, everybody's listening. They all heard it happen. <laughs> you can go to mpbonline.org or open your favorite podcast app and look for Everyday Tech, and we are, I believe, the only one you can that pops up with that name. All right. All right. So here is the joke of the day. Um, what is Forrest Gump's email password? Oh man, Jonas, anything? Jenny? <laughs> one forest one. Ah, <laughs> There was so much going through my head. Good job, Ashley. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Jonas Adams, our uh, envious board operator today. Thank you. Sam Wells was our call screener. Stay tuned, everyone. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.